Hi, this is Tricia Lewis and welcome to the Make It Real podcast aimed at small business owners to help you build your business without selling your soul. I've walked the walk, my guests have walked the walk and now we're all talking the talk from branding, content creation, marketing to fear sorting and real you unsquashing so many insights and tips. So stay tuned. Lucy, oh gosh, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right, Mowat. Yeah, that's fine. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) I should have checked that first. Was introduced to me. This is the power of connections, everybody, and trust and all that lovely stuff that you do if you use um, things like LinkedIn, which is how this came about properly. So um, Louisa Van Vessem, who is a guest on one of my earlier podcasts, introduced Lucy to me because she thought, you should be a good podcast guest for sure. And I didn't really hesitate because that's what happens when somebody refers somebody. Um, so that's a whole nother conversation, but it works. And sure enough, there is Lucy sitting there um, looking absolutely lovely with a freshly wallpapered uh, wall behind her, which she can tell you about in a minute. So but more, <laughs> more than that, she's not a decorator. This is not going to be an episode about decorating, although we might touch on it. Um, content marketing consultant, Lucy Mowat, uh, also a lifestyle blogger. Um, and on her Instagram describes herself because we, we put slightly different descriptions on Instagram, don't we? Reader, runner, Italiophile and baker. So we might get into... Um, being exhausted and time management at some point but we're definitely going to delve into things like your your social media what the heck you know why am I doing all this this is exhausting uh what's the point um all of those lovely questions that I know all of you have um how do I write without losing the will to live you know and all that sort of stuff so listen up because um I'm going to say nothing more for the moment and ask Lucy to tell us a bit more First of all, about where you are, and um, I know nothing about Norwich. Oh, okay. Well, you're missing out. Um, so, <laughs> yes, I'm in uh, lovely Norwich, which is in the sort of far east of the UK, and it's, um, it's beautiful. So I grew up in East London and moved here when I was 16, um, and I would never go back. Norwich is completely my home. It's gorgeous. It's got a cathedral. It's got a lovely market, a great independent scene, very creative. Um, people are very friendly. Love it. Yeah, definitely. Or come on holiday when we're allowed out of our own houses. You know, it's, it's lovely. You see, I, I, there are little untapped bits of this. Uh, well, seeing as we might all have to just be doing holidays in this country, it's always good to know, isn't it? There we go. To tip. That's a travel tip for when we're allowed out. Norwich. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just feel there are bits that Norfolk I just have not explored properly at all. Oh, it's so, great. We've yeah. got coastline, we've got countryside, we've got a city, there's lots of lovely little market towns. Yeah, definitely big fan. Come, come visit. So you, um, how did you make your journey then from, you know, we go to school, don't we? Then we leave school, blah, blah, blah. so we don't need to go all the way back. But I noticed you did a, your degree, which I'm assuming was a while, you know, after you left school kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. Not that you look that old now, I might might add. I have a Zoom filter on to (laughs) (laughs) iron out all the blemishes. Lucy's actually 95 next week. But Zoom is amazing. (laughs) Um, So listen, English literature was what you did. So really writing 
uh, words is very much uh, the common theme, presumably, as to how this journey happened. But did it happen smoothly or did it happen like, you know, randomly? Yeah. So when I, I don't really know how it came about. When I was about seven, I decided I wanted to be a journalist and that was it. So at that age, I sort of, you know, created my own magazines and stuff at home and like on A4 paper and then tried to start one at school. Um, and then knew that I wanted to carry on with that. So when I applied to go to university, it was a natural choice to go to the UEA, uh, sorry, University of East Anglia, which has um, a fantastic English literature course. And actually when I applied, the Poet Laureate Andrew Motion was Andrew Motion, who was at UEA. So it was a completely natural choice for me to do my English literature degree there. Um, because I didn't want to be too specific. I didn't want to do a journalism, a specific journalism course, just in case I changed my mind. I wanted to have something that was a fairly broad base. Um, so applied to do English literature, did that. Um, and then when I graduated, I uh, found a job as an editorial assistant um, for a business magazine up here. Um, did a couple of those jobs, then became an, a, an editor for magazines. So I worked for contract publishers um, who published magazines on behalf of other businesses. Um, and then move sideways into digital marketing and, and content creation. So yeah, so still working with words, but a bit, maybe a bit more of a broad um, perspective. So got, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's actually quite a, um, a linked up journey, Lucy. Mm. Certainly compared to mine. Anyway, um, we won't go into that, but it, I can see the connections. So, but I would also say, so you, I don't know when you left uni, what, so in terms of how the whole social media thing was developing at the mm -hmm. time, what, what, where did you enter the world, you know, where was so it at? I graduated in 2006 right. um, and I think I got my fa first Facebook account, which was uh, when you had to have a university email account. So it was pretty early days, about 2007, I think it was, I signed up yeah. to Facebook. Um, so yeah, that was, it was pretty early doors. Um, Twitter didn't exist um yeah back in the back in the day wow it makes me feel really old um, oh no. no no you can't beat me on that lucy that's what so i don't know try. no 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 oh my gosh no no there are I, so many things now that even yeah. i'm like oh. isn't it weird isn't it weird because yeah at every point so i used to be to about oh well we used to have proper telephones in our day um, but now things like oh twitter didn't even exist i mean it's, it's wow okay mm -hmm. so you've very much been there at the beginning of this social media thing um, mm -hmm. and watched it grow. And so do you think it's growing for the better or the worst? Oh, I think it really depends on your, <laughs> your perspective. So personally, there are times when I'm like, oh, this is awful, you know, and actually one thing I would say is I wouldn't be a teenager today for all the tea in China, you know, it's, it, yeah, the, the pressure on young people via social media, I think is huge. Yeah. Um, but in terms of business, I think it's a fantastic tool for getting your, your business name out there, for raising awareness and things like that. Um, and also the, it's changing so rapidly. So um, I've just been talking to my partner actually about Clubhouse. So things are developing and changing. So there are new platforms and I'm going to be, I'm really interested to see how that pans out for businesses, how they use it, because it's inevitable. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Clubhouse-ish, as in a very vague conversation, um, uh, in a bit, because obviously that's on the tip of people's tongue a lot at the moment. Mm. So so it's that, do you ever get a sort of, because you started off doing writing, as I say, in English literature, and then you were uh, editorial, but of course it was in the business magazine. So, I mean, is there ever a part of you that, that kind of yearns for just like 
writing maybe writing an article and sending it off to a magazine or I don't know just like that old school writing yeah. and there is still a bit of me that does that so I just do that on behalf of some of my clients actually which is really nice um and actually you know I, I would never say never about you know working for a magazine again if it mm. if the right I, I love print I will say yeah. hands down absolutely love working in print yeah. there's something about in, in some ways it's this is going to sound really boring, um, but it's the, like the finite nature of a magazine that you, you put it together, it goes on into layout, you, you edit it, you have a deadline, it goes to print and it comes back. Whereas with digital, it's constantly evolving. You can keep going back over your articles, keep optimizing them, keep updating them. It, it's never done online. Um, I can't believe you started saying this is going to sound very boring. That that is profound. Oh really? Yes. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, that is profound. I absolutely love what you just said. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's books and Kindles. It's it's everything. It's it's the physical nature of picking something. I, I it's no, but I worked in advertising originally a long, okay. long time ago in the Middle Ages, and um, there was there was what you just described that that aspect of a process so you know the artwork the the design the, going through these you know on bits of cardboard stuck on things and going mm -hmm. through, you know and then to the printer and you you know i went at one stage i was you know going into printers and seeing stuff it's that bit is it, yeah there's something really luscious about it yeah, yeah and when it comes back as well when it lands that you get a box of magazines on your desk and you open oh. it up and the smell of the ink and the feel of the paper and and it's yours you've done it or you know with yes. other people obviously but yes. you know it, it's something that you have worked on it's a it's a physical thing which now obviously you don't have so how do we yeah i think it's really well described in fact I, i'm feeling all nostalgic now <laughs> uh, so how the heck do we inject this that kind of mm, yummy thing into what we do on social media that let's delve down into this bit because i um you know i'm a good case study and i think well everyone out there will be because we've all been on various journeys with social media and so I currently feel a lot more, I feel a lot more settled um, in a way, but like you just said, settled isn't really the nature of it because it's this evolving um, factor in it all. But there I am mainly now on LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, I feel like they're, it's like you have relationships and feel, feel like they come together and they balance each other out really well. Um, and for me, you know, I, yeah. So everyone is going to have their different favorites but the point is the overwhelm nature of it so i have i mean i spent quite a while on canva yesterday um doing loads and loads and loads of stuff i still haven't really got into the um scheduling apps you know uh, platforms i you know every now and then i have a little go and say oh yes i'll be very organized i'm going to schedule all my you know blah 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 and then i don't and that's a psychological thing i think mm -hmm. um so there's that aspect of it's the, it, the scheduling the spontaneity um the how much how much of a plan do you need the word strategy always leaves me feeling a bit cold um Give us, just give us the, the wisdom <laughs> of Lucy for a bit. So what I would definitely start with is your audience. So think about exactly where they're going to be. Um, so if you are, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something now, um, but you know, if, you're, if your audience isn't on Instagram, 
or you maybe you're doing a service-based business it's not particularly visual maybe you won't want to do instagram because that's not where your audience is and that's not what you can create you might instead go to um, linkedin and focus your efforts on linkedin because that's where your audience are and that's where you're going to find prospects and leads so that look at where your audience is and, and the sort of content that they want so whether it's helpful educational um entertaining have a think about what it is that your audience actually wants before you start and it is it is the basis of any strategy i know you said it sort of leaves you cold but actually you should be thinking about yes, be. that because otherwise in some respects you're just shouting into the wind yes. um so i'd recommend really starting with your audience and, and making sure that you're where they are and that you're creating sort of content updates that resonate with them have a look around at your competitors what are they doing are there any ideas that you can sort of go actually they're doing that well or they're not doing that well so that will just sort of guide help to guide the content um and and also make sure you enjoy it so again if it feels like a slog then maybe you're better off waiting and doing it when you enjoy it mm. than feeling like oh god i've got a post on linkedin oh god i've got a post on instagram F try and sort of think about why you're doing it for you as well as for your audience because i think it sometimes shows if you're half-heartedly doing things yeah. and be authentic try and you know don't try and be something you're not because i think actually that makes people feel less inclined to do those things as if they have to pretend to be something or someone that they're not so yes you might be doing it on behalf of a business but if it's your business then surely that there's a bit of you in there and a bit of you know your authenticity yeah. and your voice coming through even if it's maybe slightly more corporate or you know it's slightly more um formal so just sort of try and channel yourself a bit through that use emojis and use colorful graphics if that's who you are and that's what it's like working with you because that's really what it is it's giving people an idea of who you are and what it's like to work with you as well as telling people about what you do and yeah it's more implicit and, and underlying than just the literal message that you're putting out there absolutely and it's interesting you say um about strategy yeah I, I i have done work on on this stuff it's just it's just that it sort of doesn't come instinctively but uh, i don't know why because yeah I'll, well i'm not going to do it i'm not going to get on the psychiatrist's couch <laughs> during this podcast interview we'll, we'll get we'll get to that some other day but i think yeah. it doesn't need to be that formal i mean no. for me I, you know and I, I i hold my hands up and say i haven't done a social media strategy for myself but that's because in my head i know who the audience is why i'm trying to how i'm trying to reach them and with what and, and that sort of guides me i don't have anything documented because it's mainly just me doing it at the moment but yeah. yes Yes, exactly. That's true. So yes, mainly you doing it, mainly me doing mine as well. And the time involved in this is very intriguing um, because there are times when I think, hang on a minute, this doesn't really, if I was doing this on a sort of business plan and going, you know, going to the bank for uh, investment or whatever, and I showed them how many hours I spent <laughs> At what point would this make any sense? And that's the alternative as well is, you know, can you find someone who can do it for you? I mean, if you really don't enjoy it, but know it's a vital marketing channel for you. The, well, the problem is find someone I else. do. I do enjoy it. That's the problem. Ah, okay. I actually enjoy it a lot. But but then, you know, that enjoyment means that I do spend probably do I spend more time than I should on it? How do we? How do we, I mean, is, is, you, is the advice really to set aside a specific time? I would recommend that. So that's sort of what I try and do actually is I have, um, if, when I have time, you know, um, and I'm, sometimes I do get other people to help out, but is if I'm going to be doing it, say, right, I've got these two hours and I'm going to block those two hours out and I've got to do, you know, create a post for every day this, the coming week. 
even that's that's all I do even if it's five posts I've got two hours to create five posts it keeps me focused and actually I'm a big advocate of time blocking I don't know if you've covered this on the podcast before but I do rigidly sort of block out my calendar and say this is when I'm doing this that is when I'm doing that because otherwise you know I procrastinate and faff around to the end of time yes procrastinate and faff around or yeah I so I think people you're you're gonna have the procrastinators the faffers you're gonna have and there's nothing wrong with any of these this is all this is all very human then you're gonna have the people and I probably fit slightly more into this bracket the uh, creators Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so the problem there is that you you have a natural enthusiasm to quite spontaneously share an idea um so the minute you start trying to put those ideas in a nice list, um, I've got, I've got them, you know, I've got tables, I've got lists. Um, but how often do I look at them, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking, oh, that would make a good post. <laughs> so, oh, that's a great picture. Oh, yeah. But I'd say, and I, know, I think that there's a fine balance between having that impromptu in the moment enthusiasm and then having something scheduled so the reason i do a lot of scheduling for mine is just sheer like the amount of time that i have in the week so if i'm sort of flat out it's nice to know that i've got at least one post a day going out that's already scheduled and if i can fit anything else in then that's great so having the impromptu stuff alongside so if i'm yeah as i say if i'm flat out with work and and client work it's nice to know that i've got at least one thing going out a day but if i can i try and do something on the fly like if I'm out or you know I think I did one just as we came on this call you know just this does something a bit more impromptu more yes yes yeah. so the blend, in, in the real mix. life yeah it's yeah. a good mix yeah absolutely so that that mix and so um just out of interest is there and I this isn't an affiliate thing anybody and nobody's <laughs> on commission here I don't think absolutely not is there a scheduler that you find most intuitive to use so there are pros and cons of all of them. And I've used yeah. a fair few over the years. Um, so some of them, yeah, it's just the functionality varies quite widely. Um, I have been using SEMrush, which is quite expensive, but that's quite good for um, publishing to business profiles, although it doesn't allow you to publish to personal profiles. Um, Hootsuite's always pretty reliable, I have to say. Um, and for Instagram, off the top of my head, I'm not sure that there are many posts uh channels that you uh, many platforms you can use to post instagram so a lot of the time if i schedule instagram posts it's via facebook and via creator studio and then i just set it to post to both facebook and instagram at the same time yes yeah i think actually canva have got something now yeah Um, i think they might do actually yeah that's that's worth just checking into so right you've mentioned um it's a couple of things right one of them was you know those impromptu posts that you put on say instagram particularly instagram thing and you describe yourself uh this isn't quite the same i'm go- i'm trying to link two things you yeah, describe sure. yourself as a lifestyle blogger yes. okay so instagram is often thought of with the word lifestyle um so what what do we what do we mean go, define lifestyle so lifestyle for me is basically anything that's not my business <laughs> um so i have a um started I think about 10 years ago now I'm thinking back um, I started a blog 10 years ago um, and it was about my life in Norfolk um, and it was so it was about my life and living my life in Norfolk so it was days out um, restaurants food subscription services theatre that kind of thing so sort of anything that was around lifestyle and I considered it like 
travel to be part of that as well so it's all the stuff that really is kind of i'd say like fun stuff yes the stuff yes. around um yeah work that i'm not sort of trying to not pushing any agenda it's just this is what i'm up to these are the places that i've been to recently this is what i'd recommend yes and so can it, can you do you think that you can connect that to your business i have without, started... without, without them being about business what's where do you have to find again that balance so because hmm. it'd be very easy wouldn't it to go sort of right off tangent with old mad cat lady here and you know hmm. business coach here or whatever and yeah so the main reason i set it up was um yeah as i say i think it was about 2011 i was unhappy in my job and felt like i had no control over what i was doing so i basically set up this blog to test the things that i wanted to test in and have complete ownership over it so actually in that respect it is very much related to my business in that you know it taught me about building websites it taught me about photography it taught me about social media so you know i've got nearly eleven thousand twitter followers and um, from my blog and one three thousand on instagram for my blog so i have like other social media channels as well for that but it allows me to test and trial things out so new features on instagram i can test it out without you know, using a client or my own business's Ooh. accounts. So it's actually become, it's become a successful test bed in its own right. Um, you know, I, and, and I do, and technically I'm an influencer, I'm a micro influencer because people, and people ask me to review things. So I know about influencer relationships because I'm, I'm doing it and I'm, I'm on the other side of, of that relationship. So there's, there's lots of benefits of me having that blog as a, as a test bed. And, and then I can use that to recommend things to my clients how fascinating i hadn't thought of that connection because because mm. the connection i was thinking about was you know if if your personal brand if, if you are your business then clearly your story beyond what you do for your clients and uh you know your uh whatever's um is is part of your business because mm. People are buying you, you know, the, the same old, same old stuff we heard many times. So there is a connection. And obviously uh, there is, if you are all in one place with both your everyday life stuff and your business, then clearly you've got to be a little bit um, conscious of, what, you know, of the fact that the whole thing should pull together. There shouldn't be this great big dividing line down the middle uh, where all of a sudden there's this very dry meme of some business quote from i don't know bill gates or whatever and then then you you know jumping off a, a mountain or something so yeah I'll, actually a bit there probably would be a link between those but well, no, do, you know what i mean yeah well I, I and i'm very conscious of brand and reputation as well as my own personal brand so actually the, the blog when i started it was completely anonymous and it's only in the last couple of years that actually i've started to be more open about the fact that it is me um because actually going to influencer events is quite difficult to not be you and um, so I, I have become more open about my identity but I one of the reasons I was anonymous a was as I say my own personal brand but actually if I was reviewing things I didn't want differential like preferential treatment I wanted to go to a restaurant and them not know that that's who it was um so and I could then I could give an honest review but as I say as that's changed and actually as it becomes a tool for my business as a sort of a, a proof point in some respects to say actually you know what I do get social media this is how you can tell is that I have done this these are my my other channels absolutely and it, and it and actually i'm more open about it and i do have a link from my business website to my blog and vice versa now so that it's a bit more obvious that it's me but yeah you're right completely about the the reputation and the brand personal brand is that there needs to be an element of continuity and authenticity yeah 
but then ideally you've got that anyway. I mean, of course, the ideal is that your business, if it is your business, should have you in it. So actually, if you find that it's really, really hard to to do that blend in your social media, you perhaps should take that as a bit of a sign. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting little slightly deeper conversation. Right, so that, that was one thing I'll do. And then, um, right, this blinking where to be so so there's no way that i could uh, preach to anybody about what i do in terms of social media in terms of the numbers mm. other than potentially linkedin i have got a reasonable amount of followers on linkedin so I, I think maybe i could hold my head up high and say yes i think i've got this right um but yet to find that i'm i'm only just finding my feet with um instagram in terms of getting followers right let's just be really vulgar about this lucy let's mm-hmm. not pussyfoot around here getting right. followers of course we all want to get followers i mean yeah you know, like, we could also say oh no i just i just want to put out really nice content and all the rest of it but hey we're all looking at that little follower number um and none of us, I think the people listening to this podcast, none of, none of us will want to do it in a manipulative, um, disingenuous yeah. way. So we all want to be organic and build it from the right place, heart and soul and all the rest of it. Is that going to take 20 years or? It might take you a while, but I am more in favour of that than, as you say, manipulative or using bots or, or doing anything sort of underhand. Um, also, it depends. You said about we all want to get the numbers up, and I totally appreciate there is a, an element of that, but you also want to make sure they're relevant for your business. So actually, the quality of your followers is more important than the quantity. Yeah. <laughs> you look happy with that Yeah, response. I'm happy. I'm very happy, yeah. Because actually, if you're getting engagement from, if you've only got 100 followers and they all engage with your posts, or even half of them engage with your posts, because they're your target audience, they're your potential clients. And that's far more important than having 10,000 followers and, and then none of them being relevant. Do you know what? Going back to where we started talking about the old, olden days, I mean, I've got, three, I che- checked this morning before we came on, 344 followers on Instagram. Bearing in mind, I only had any sort of, I only put the effort into it probably about, a month and a half ago, two months ago, I was, I was faffing around with it, which was fine. It was fun. But, um, so actually if you cast our minds back to walking into rooms of people going and meeting people, however we did that going to a party, I don't know. I mean, the idea of having 344 people there who, you know, were all sort of connected to you, would be crazy. I mean, that just wouldn't happen. So maybe, maybe our, maybe our expectations, because we're so used to seeing these big numbers on all these, has gone a bit skew if. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of pressure to have these big figures, and actually, you've got to remember why you're doing it. I mean, unless it is a total hobby and you're doing it in your spare time, like with my blog, you know, it's you know the numbers don't really matter to me particularly. Mm. But if it's for business, the likelihood is, is that you want to have quality engagements and you want to have a quality audience. It's, it's more important to have a smaller focused audience than a big random one. But of course, you, yeah, absolutely. Go on. You could do that quite easily. As I say, you can get a, an, an app or a, a, a bot to go out and follow loads of people and then unfollow them if that's what you want to do. But 
the likelihood of, is of those people being relevant and not being bots themselves is slim, you know, and I have worked with people and some of my clients and I've looked at their, so, you know, I've looked at their, their following, follower numbers and they're like 10,000, 17,000. But when you look at their posts, they're getting three likes. And it's like, well, something's wrong here. Yes. What, what an obvious way of testing it out. Look, yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that makes complete sense. You're right. And I've, I sneakily looked at somebody with a lot of followers just recently on Instagram and exactly the same. I thought, but, but they've got all these posts with no comments or engagement on at all. And at least I've got, you know, some nice little chirpy comments and likes and all the rest of it. And yeah, that, that's, that's a good little simple point. Don't get sucked in by the, the optics um, mm -hmm. of, of all of this. That I think is really, really important because I think people do, and it's so easy. We want, we, we, that's one of those traps that we mm -hmm. fall into. Um, and so on the, um, oh gosh, there's so many things. This is really difficult. This is really difficult. <laughs> so, there are so many things I want to talk about. Um, I mean, one of them was words, you know, it, it, would you say that there is something wonderful about having to limit your words? For instance, for Twitter, um, do you as a writer, would you say that one shouldn't think of that as a negative, that there is something positive in that? Twitter is my preferred platform. I, I absolutely love Twitter. Um, and actually, I was really gutted when they extended the character count. I was like, double, double, 250. I've spent my, like eight years trying to get everything into 125 characters, and now it's 250. Um, but I think it forces you to be concise, and it forces you to really think about what you're trying to say. Um, I think now, of course, you can do threaded posts as well, um, so you don't have to be quite so strict about it. But I think it concision is really difficult and as someone who's worked as an editor and, and worked with various people who are and are not writers I think a lot of people don't think about how to be concise and actually I think I want to say it's George Washington I might be wrong um there's a quote that says I wanted to write you a short letter but I didn't have the time yeah and actually writing a, a short concise to the point piece that's very targeted to the audience that's going to receive it is actually time consuming so while I like Twitter it's time consuming Yes, but it, it absolutely. Um, I wrote an article for a magazine recently, 250 words. I, I had to do it quite quickly. Uh, I had a, a day to do it and I bloody well took a day and I couldn't believe it. Because I'm quite a quick, I'm generally quite a quick, as I say, quite spontaneous. Da, 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 da. Um, and um, so, yeah, that was a real little moment I thought wow that has actually taken me a day to write 250 words mm. um but but it it was it yeah you we everybody do it do do, do tweets for the original whatever it was 180 you know really think about how do I describe what I do in in, in that many words without you know without it and, and be able to be understood and get to the essence of of something um and I do it the same with words, as you can hear, because I'm blabbering on. Whereas, you know, I could probably say what I've just said in three words. Right. So, OK. <laughs> but it's a very different medium as you, yes, you know, you can't yes. compare their apples and oranges. People won't want to listen to some, you know, <laughs> this, this podcast would be very short. It would just be a list of bullet points. You know, no one wants to listen to that. I hope not, because this is so the wrong podcast if you do. Um, <laughs> So well, let's finish up with the good old um, two, two, uh, an oldie and a newie. Okay, just some 
little observations because people will um, have frustrations and anxieties and excitement and be going down blind alleyways and all sorts with these right so number one the old one facebook groups okay i personally have started i think about three or four over the four years of setting up my business and i've abandoned them um and i won't be alone um is mm -hmm. what is is there a magic bullet for this you've got to have i think <laughs> truth be told you've really got to think about why you're doing it and how much time it takes it is not a simple thing you need to put the effort into getting the members in there and starting the conversations because once you've got them in there and they're comfortable and happy making conversations they will it will start to run itself but i think the initial stages i mean and i, I hold my hands up i basically started from the week before lockdown I didn't know it was going to come. It wasn't, I didn't know the lockdown was going to happen. So basically, um, yeah, maybe it was just, it was this time last year, I did a workshop and then I set up a group for the people who were in that workshop. Uh, that day I had to cancel my wedding um, because, yeah, because of lockdown. And then we headed in lockdown. So the group just got abandoned. I've been there, hold my hands up. It's not, I say it and forget it. But if you have a strategy for, say you've got a really niche product or you've got a, you're a coach and you're looking to share tips and you've got a bit of time, a couple of, I'd say like an hour a day or something like that. You need to go in there and continually stimulate conversation until it starts to sustain itself. So it's not, it's not a quick one. I have to warn you. Um, but you, if you have already started it, you already have it. You can always go back to it. You know, as long as you didn't delete the group, you can always go back to it at another point. And I think, again, knowing why, why, why am I doing this? Not, yeah. I'm not just doing it because somebody else has said, oh, you should have a Facebook group yeah. um, is really important, really important, because if you're not motivated, you're not going to, mm -hmm. you're not going to want to spend an hour a day doing it or, or, you know, anything like it. I mean, you look at people like, um, you probably know Jules White, uh, Live It, Love It, Sell It. Oh, I don't you, know. Oh, oh, there we are um lovely lady a uh, friend of mine i mean you look at her group and it's a perfect example of what you j just said it's it's kind of almost running itself because mm -hmm. there's such a good community in there and she, but she, but she also puts some fabulous um nice little triggers mm -hmm. in there to get those conversations going and people know like and trust her you know yeah. and, and it's a it's like a bunch of buddies and in fact she calls them groupies and it's it's lovely and that's great like you, you create a sense of exclusivity and a, and a sense of you know being part of a gang and a group and people love that people want to feel like they're part of something they do and that's a really great way thing to have in your group is you know give them a name or yeah know. Yeah, exactly. So know why the heck you're doing it. Understand that you've got to commit some time, particularly in the early days, um, and uh, build build it so it starts to um, have its a life of its own. Um, and if at any point you think I have no frigging idea why I'm doing this, um, then perhaps you question and, and quietly and nicely close it down, um, rather than just you know the what's that thing of the um, sunk costs. Mm -hmm fallacy of sunk cost which yeah. we, we also slip into that don't we oh i've spent all this time setting it up i'm ready oh. no just ditch it ditch yeah. it and come back to it later you know as yeah. long as they're still members of that group you can come yeah. back to it and revive it later yeah exactly so on the so the new kid on the block as mm -hmm. we say um now i of course have an android phone so uh -huh. this has been um this is a bit weird it feels like a bit oh okay well, i can't be in your gang then um but yeah so i i haven't been able to go in there i think they are going to make it android 
are they yeah i think so it reminds me again very much of facebook when facebook started you could only be a member if you had a university email address <laughs> so you know how ridiculous is that looking back but Talking i think about clubhouse but i don't even think i said that i, I yes. assume i said nuking on the box sorry clubhouse yeah clubhouse. sorry carry but, on. so I, i'm assuming that they will roll it out there is yeah. you know you can't I'm, i think android counts for more phone usage than than apple so you can't exclude all of the android users so i think no. it's inevitable that that will happen in the next few months and actually sort of the number of people i know who are on there is amping up so i i applied to for membership last november um and someone invited me because you have to be invited i got invited a couple of weeks ago and since then sort of 50 to 100 people i know have also joined so i think the it's opening up quite quickly so in a uh, this is hard uh, before we wrap up in a nutshell can you say if people are thinking shall i shan't i which they will be there'll be there'll be some people think they've been invited think oh god look, that's where the party's at let's go let's go um then other people will be much more cautious and think oh i'm gonna get lured into something which is gonna suck my time why 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 would i do this um can you give us a pro and con sort of thing? So, so for me at the moment, a lot of it's about novelty because I'm like, I, I just try to get my head around it. So uh, for people who don't know, basically it's an audio platform. So you sign in and you go to rooms. There's no, so you don't prepare any graphics. There's no slides. There's no text. You go in and you start talking. So you create a room and then you create what's known as a stage and you can invite people up to come and talk and anyone can um, apply to talk. They can raise their hand. So there's, there is some prep involved, but you can just go live and just start if you want to. I mean, I'm not brave enough to do that, but, um, you know, it, it seems very different. So at the moment, I'm still looking at it with interest. And, and I think it's really good if you want to raise your personal brand and your personal profile. Really? Yeah. I think if you want to um, become known for something, you can. So I, I, there's a few people I sort of um, follow and their coaches and they have set up their own rooms about particular aspects of business and they they start conversations around different aspects they schedule talks around different access um different aspects and invite people in to come speak and demonstrating their own expertise as a thought leader in their particular field so like this is my stage this is what i'm going to talk about this is what i'm known for and really building that personal brand so it'd be interesting to see how businesses use it whether they use it whether corporate accounts become a thing or whether individual people within individual businesses become the, the sort of the face of each of a business on there it's quite interesting it is interesting and as obviously as an actor and a speaker and all the rest of it i'm thinking this is ridiculous that i'm not that i'm not there on, on stage <laughs> it will come i promise yeah. and when when it is i'll i've got invites i can invite you but um yeah get, thank you um i mean i just don't think i should go out and buy a, an apple um, phone for this purpose you see that's how we get sucked in everybody so don't do that so easy don't do that nobody that's a warning do not go and get an iphone it will it will happen at the right pace for you it's it's all going to be there and let, let's let other people go ahead and sort of trial yes. a trial and error. Yes. And then you can go, right, well, that didn't work for that person. So I'll go and do something Absolutely. else. Absolutely. That's a very good uh, way of looking at this. So um, any, let, let's, uh, it's impossible with social media to give like quick tips. Um, I think 
time management is the is the big big thing i mean yes we can talk about making sure you've got your why knowing where your audience are keeping some consistency and enjoying it and all of the lovely stuff that we know we need to do to make social media work and enjoy it but ultimately um if we are just us running our business and let's face it there's a whole lot of problems involved once you start delegating because then you've got to really know what in, what you're what you're saying to this company that's doing it for you and then they start putting stuff out and you think oh god that's not me don't do that so we won't go there but for the people like us who are doing it, or certainly me doing it on our own who also have clients and other other uh, projects that we're working on and writing books and things like that um time management how, how do we so we block our time out um and then we we do take intuitive you know spontaneous things and pop them on we don't have to write if it's instagram well actually even linkedin you don't always have to write a long post no, do you know what some of the most engagement i've got has been on incredibly spontaneous posts with just like a few lines so mm -hmm. don't think you've got to make it into you know the complete works of shakespeare every time um sometimes those very random things can spark resonate well also you know you've got to think about people have they got time to read lengthy posts every time so actually mixing it up is great because if they're just scrolling through the news feeds you know and they haven't necessarily got the time you know that you've got something that's quickly digestible thinking of it from both perspectives perfect lucy absolutely yeah, it's, not, exactly. it's not just that you haven't got the time they haven't got the time yeah. so offer them those lovely short bursts of something something fun or whatever so that's one that's one thing don't always think you've got to write um something incredibly clever and long and fancy um and then a time block Mm -hmm. but what about engaging because it's not just you posting because obviously you you need to engage look listen and comment and do it genuinely um mm -hmm. that's time consuming so do you block that time out yeah so i know that i'm going to do 15 minutes before i start work every day okay i, I go right this is my 15 minutes i'm going to go and find three people who i really want to engage with comment on their posts like their stuff and actually by and large actually on my my blog account that's what's grown the audience more than anything is fine is taking that time to go out and comment and like all my growth has been organic on that channel and it largely has been done to that even if i'm not posting myself actually commenting on stuff grows my audience faster than actually sharing my own content in some it, it seems so your blog is um is that on a separate website yes it's in norfolk.org in norfolk in yeah all one word okay. you can find it via my um actually it's on my linkedin okay so when you say your blog grows by commenting what do you mean commenting on on other people's blogs or on commenting on instagram so if to grow my instagram following for that blog yeah. i have i just i spend 15 minutes a day going liking commenting on other people's um content and actually if anything that has grown my audience rapidly in the last year i think because um, I was going to say, how do you how do you do a blog on Instagram? Obviously, you're not blogging on Instagram, no. so your the content you're putting out is linked to Norfolk and your life in mm. Norfolk, and yep. you're just sort of saying go and subscribe to my blog, sort of thing. Uh, I'm not actually. So my Instagram content tends to be 
you know, this is where I've been, this is what I've been up to. And every now and again, there is, yes, there's a link in my bio because it's a review. Mm. But a lot of the time I'm just sharing content and, and sharing pictures of things that I've done or places that I've been that I've enjoyed. So I'm not, because that's the part of the challenge with Instagram is that you, you can't include a link in the post. Exactly. I don't try time. Yeah. I don't try too hard to keep, to keep pushing that angle. A lot of it is, oh, look at this lovely park, tree, castle. <laughs> So when you did, so the definition of a blog can just be what you do on Instagram as in, do, do, can you describe that as a blog if it is all I tend on to describe one? that as a post okay. personally. So a blog for me is something that's on a website. Um, okay. Although technically, just to confuse matters, Twitter is technically, a, calls itself a micro blogging platform. Okay. Um, so, so how do you get followers for your actual blog on your website right from the word go what what what, how did you get people to know about it so i used social media and and said you know this is what i'm doing this is a review that i've published instagram wasn't around when i started building that audience admittedly yeah so um a lot of time with twitter i've published this post engaging with people on twitter and chatting to them so there's a lot of time um, i don't know if you're aware of twitter chats Mm. there are lots of these hashtag chats that are based on a particular thing and, and going and engaging there and talking to people genuinely not just constantly promoting but generally adding value and, and chatting to people so that was the initial but also seo so you know looking at um appearing in search as well oh i wish you hadn't mentioned seo um but we have to yeah thank mm-hmm. you and it's a great place to end on um because <laughs> Um, it's all right. It's quite funny. Somebody's uh, a professional is doing one page of my website currently to do the book, and she just said, as a matter of course, said, "Oh yes, and we uh, yeah, and, and we'll look at your SEO." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, "Hang on a minute, you've got Yoast, haven't you?" On here, I said, "Yeah," uh, and then you know, you just think, "Oh my God, it's going to take me two hundred years to go through everything I've ever put on my, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and work out all the SEO stuff." Um, so you just carry on and put, you put your head in the sand. Um, which is not a good plan, really, because it does ultimately make quite a big difference, um, mm. I suspect. Yeah. Well, what I would say is that you own your audience with your website and your blog, yeah. uh, which is why SEO is so important. If, for instance, Instagram shut down tomorrow and that's yeah. where all of your followers, your audience are, you've lost them and you'd have to start again. So I, I do advocate for sort of building your own website, building its its organic authority and um and an email list actually because again you'll have the data yeah 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 absolutely that's that's spot on oh i'm going to have to say goodbye oh i can't bear right okay so um lucy um i just want you to let people uh, to tell people where the best place to get you connected with them is sure um so my web website is uh, www.methodmarketing.org um, and there are links to most of my social channels there but you can also find me Lucy Mowat on LinkedIn um, my surname is M-O-W-A-T-T but I'm imagining that will also be in the show notes um, but yes come come find me LinkedIn website Instagram and you do a little, do you do a little co- what was it I saw on Instagram a content oh so my podcast is content conversations Wow, you just mentioned that casually at the end there. Um, content conversations. Yes, so I talk yeah. to other marketers about marketing, various angles um, of marketing and get different people's perspectives, which is quite good fun. I enjoy Fabulous. having a chat and picking other people's brains. And 
Um, the other thing on Instagram I noticed is you're offering you offer something like a content survey, or I've made that. Oh, up. I um, no, I was running a content um, marketing survey last year. Okay, that's probably a sign that I need to update that oh. my bio. <laughs> Yes, actually, Joe, you know it is because it's my personal account and I don't really use my personal account very much. That's why. This is, oh, but that's a whole nother conversation. It's yeah, about I mean, updating. I mean, how many of us are going to get caught out? If you, any, any one of us, if, mm. if, you, if you are active, you're yes. going to get caught out. If you're not active, then fine. Everything's probably just fine because nothing's mm -hmm. ever changed. But that's not that's not a very good way to be, to be honest. Um, no, I mean, I have three yeah. three Instagram accounts and that's like not my primary one, so. Got you, right. Okay. But yes, you're right. And I will go and change that back to my LinkedIn profile. What, <laughs> what's your primary Instagram account? Uh, Method.marketing. Okay, that's pretty simple. Right, brilliant. Well, I'm really glad that I've given you a tip. But the Thank you, yes, I'm gonna go and change that now. <laughs> But honestly, feel free to look at my website and find all the links that aren't working properly. Um, right. OK, we're, we're all human. And uh, that is it. That is it. We, we have only got so many hours in the day. Um, it is don't go for perfection, everybody. That would be mm -hmm. silly. You will burn out and yes. hate every minute of it. Uh, trial and error we've discussed, you know, uh, use, use things as a test out. And mm -hmm. yeah, if they don't. If they don't work just fine just move on yep. um and yeah and 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 remember to have a life as well yes and that's it that's that's part of the, the issue is all these social media channels and all these platforms and alongside running your business you know it's and having a life it's 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 draining yeah yeah so um so take a day off every now and then take a mm -hmm. social media break every now and then the world's Absolutely. not well, it's not going to fall apart is it lucy no no um, and come back refreshed. And um, I'm starting my day refreshed, having had this conversation. It's been an absolute delight. Well, thank you um, for having me. No, it's a pleasure. And I, but it's clear that I want to talk about so much more with you. So you'll come back again sometime, I'm sure. I would love to. Might see you on Clubhouse one day. You never know. Definitely. Oh, when I say me. see, I mean here. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a brilliant day. Yes! Thank you. Thank Take you. action. Try Do this, this little exercise. Go on to your favorite social media platform. Check out one of those people who's got like 3 billion followers and then actually look at a few of their posts. Have they got even half of that amount in terms of comments or reactions? Proper comments, actually. Let's not even go for the likes or loves. Let's go for engagement. Have they? Well, you know, some of them might have none or one or two. So what does that tell you? Stop chasing that. Stop feeling that that's what you're aiming for. And it's so easy to get sucked into that malarkey. Just go for the quality, not the quantity. And make sure that you're enjoying it as well. Stay connected and spread the word. Go Put some stars all over iTunes for me. But mostly go to trishalewis.com where you'll find resources, my social media links and updates on the new book, The Mystery of the Squash Self, which is out on Amazon on April the 1st. Ah, keep in the loop with the fortnightly newsletter. Most of all, go forth, thrive and have fun as your unsquashed self. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.